It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast. It's your host, The Real Ed Oliver. And today we're going to talk about Denny Avdia being reported that he's going to be working out with Drew Hanlon. This summer, we're going to talk about how his game can improve in a big year coming up for Denny. And then we're going to recap the game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals and do a quick prediction of the NBA Finals. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so just want to get to it. This this was a report from Wizards beat reporter Quinn Mayo on Twitter about two days ago. I hope everybody had a good Memorial Day weekend. I had a good weekend. Uh, excuse me once again. I just wanted to let you guys know that. My son uh, is on the way. His due date is July 4th. So um, that is during free agency. I just wanted to give you guys a heads up that I may be um, not making episodes for about two weeks. And I know that's a big time in the offseason. That's free agency. Free agency starts July 1st. The NBA draft is June 23rd. So the draft is quickly approaching. approaching. We are in June, which is my birthday month as well. But, yeah, June 23rd is the draft. July 1st starts free agency. June 30th is the last day that Bradley Bill can accept the um, 10 opt in to that extension, which he 99% will not do that. Uh, but I just want to give you guys a heads up. But back to Wizards Wizards um, updates here and news. Uh, Wizards B reporter Quentin Mayo tweets, uh, Wizards third year forward, Denny Avdil will be training with NBA skills coach Drew Hanlon for a few weeks this offseason, sources tell him. Some notable full-time clients of Drew Hanlon are Joel Embiid, Bradley Bill, of course, Jason Tatum, who just was the Eastern Conference MVP. Drew Hanlon was at the game as well and took pictures with Jason Tatum. Uh, Joel Embiid, Zach Levine, who's had a great career, multi, multi-time All-Star. Uh, Jordan Clarkson, who's been a great six-man coming off the bench. But he was a good player for the Lakers as well. And R.J. Barrett for the Knicks, who's been a good, young, promising uh, player his first two years. So, um, And then uh, Quentin Mayo said, goes on to say that Denny Avdia played at all 82 games last year. In his sophomore camp, campaign last year, last season, averaging 8.4 points per game, 5.2 rebounds per game, and two assists per game. He shot 43% from the field, um, which is near below average, like right below average, and then 31% from behind the arc, behind the three-point line, which is definitely below average, which I really want to see Denny improve on that. One major focus of Denny obvious sessions with Hamlin will be shooting, I'm told. So that is the swing skill. Denny is not a three and D guy or a catch and shoot guy that, you know, he was that they tried, you know, Scott Brooks implemented him as a three and D guy or catch and shoot posted up in the corner, knock down threes and play defense with Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill having high usage. He's not that kind of guy. I think this year, this past year, what was Enzo junior. He did um, 
make it a point to have Denny as a secondary ball handler, as a secondary playmaker, where he can get the rebound and push with second units, and that's where Denny is at his best. And then he got to start when uh, Bradley Bill was out, Kyle Kuzma was out, and he got to showcase some more of his skill set. So, but he just has to do it when you know Bradley Bill's on the court, Kuzma's on the court, is Porzingis when we have a full squad. That's when Denny has to be able to do that, you know. So, but defensively, he he was really good. He was really good defensively. Now, layups is something I want to see him, Drew Hanlon, focus on. Um, Drew Hanlon has trained like like. There's a long list of people: Bradley Bill, of course, uh, Jason Tatum, or two of the biggest names: Joel Embiid, R.J. Barrett, Jordan Clarkson, just to name a few. Now, I, I do want to see Drew Hanlon focus on Denny's finishing around the rim. Denny shot 63 percent. At the rim this year, which was below Hollow Meadow, who's six feet tall, uh, below Ish Smith. So for Denny being six foot nine, as uh, how tall he is, that's something I want to see him improve on. The left hand dribbling. Quinn Mayo reported shooting. Denny needs to work on that left hand. He needs to work on dribbling with his left hand. Ball handling. Bradley Bill, when he first came into the league, I said this last episode or two episodes ago, Bradley Bill was not an elite ball handler. By any means, he was more of a Ray Allen mold of coming off screens, John Wall feeding him and finding him for open shots coming off screens. And then Bradley Bill got better handling the basketball, getting to the basket. Now, I just want to do I wanted to do some background research just for people who didn't know who Drew Hamlin is, because, you know, people bring him up, but they don't really talk about his basketball background. Actually, I've heard the name, of course, many years ago, seeing him train Bradley Bill back in like 2017, 2018, Joel Embiid back in 2017, 2018. But Drew Hanlon, actually, he played for Belmont, uh, Belmont University. Belmont University, they played, when he was on the team, he played against Georgetown when they had Otto Porter back in 2011, 2012. I just looked this up. And they lost to Georgetown in the first round of the NCAA tournament. Now, Drew Hanlon, you look at his numbers in college, they were pretty darn good. So this, this does give validation to, you know, why he's become such a good trainer because you feel like if you're going to be a trainer, you should definitely have, you know, some um, good college bat, at least some, you know, basketball background here. So Drew Allen, uh, look at his college numbers. He's five foot 11, 180 pounds shot. He had six points per game in his career. He averaged 10 points a game in his senior year, four assists and four rebounds. And look at the shooting numbers, which he's, you know, he's basically a, a, a trainer and a shooting coach, 48% from the three point line, his senior year. Um, he shot six threes per game. That's legit. That's high volume where he was knocking down threes at a high clip. And that's 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 good news to me. Or, you know, I think it bodes well for Denny Avdia getting in the gym. This is a make or break year for Denny. This is year three. He's going into year three. You look at the contract and the way rookie contracts are set up, set up. They picked up his third year option. But after this third year, he's going to he's going to be extension eligible. And we talk about how Wizards. They never make it past their first contract. Can Denny be one of those guys to get another contract after his first contract? Can Rui be one of those guys to get another contract after his first contract? Or will he be traded? And this kind of tells me that trading Denny, this kind of told me a little bit. This could be foreshadowing that Denny is not going to be traded because obviously he's going to be working out with Bradley Bill, who is somewhat of a has a huge say in this team and a huge say somewhat in a player GM role them working out together it, it could not mean anything but at the same time you look at it this could mean that denny is an untouchable on this roster which in my opinion if anybody's traded for an all-star kind of player so be it but this could show that they really are investing in developing denny obvia this is denny this is on denny's own you know he this is not a wizard's trainer but this could show that hey he's working out with bradley bill he's working on different things he wants to improve on his shooting from the three-point line 
ball handling, different things, adding things to his bag and his repertoire. I just want to see the finishing. I want to see him get more finishing moves around the rim. A lot of floaters, a lot of layups that he does. I want to see him finish through contact and finish through uh, physicality. I do want to see him have some type of under-the-rim layup moves or get in the weight room and get that athleticism up. This will be his first offseason without the virus. You know, 2020 when he was drafted, he didn't have a real offseason. They had the virus. Um, Not a lot of practices they were able to do. Um, And then his second year, his second offseason, he had the uh, fracture. He fractured his ankle. So he was out for a long period of time. So this will be his first offseason, his first real offseason. He will not be, most likely, he will not be participating in the NBA Summer League, which I would like to see him do that. But he will be playing a FIBA basketball um, this summer with Israel. So that will be good for him. But I'm intrigued, and I want to bring up some numbers and, you know, give Denny some praise defensively. And I do want to see some more things that I want to see him go over this offseason. But before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so um, I, I did pick the Celtics. I picked the Heat to win, so... Me doing bet online, I would have lost money. So I don't know if you guys are going to listen to me too much on my predictions. But I think at the end of the show, I will get to my prediction of the finals. And I think if you want to listen to me for bet online, I think I got you guys. But um, and I do want to get to some older mailbag questions that I didn't get to get to um, about Danny that some people asked. So I'll, I'll get to one real quick. This is from uh, Area of MA. So he's on Twitter as A-R-I-A-V-M-A. He said, what are your thoughts about the Denny trade rumors? Um, so there are no trade rumors. There are no trade. This was a Bleacher Report article that he sent to me via Twitter um, DMs because I asked him, I was like, you know, what what trade rumor are you talking about? And he showed me a Bleacher Report article um, and it said Denny Avdia for Killian Hayes. This is a projected trade that Bleacher Report, they do this every offseason. They've done a lot of mock trades so far, but that would be a lateral move. Honestly, I wouldn't say we would get worse, but Killian Hayes, he's another, he's a guy that's struggling. He was, he was drafted above Denny Avdia actually for the Pistons. And um, he's trying to find his way over there. They drafted Cade Cunningham. They, they're mostly they're probably going to draft a big, we'll see if they draft, you know, someone like a Paolo or if they go to Jaden Ivey or a Chet, if they're able to draft Chet, one of those bigs. Um, but it will be interesting to see where the Pistons go. Um, Killian Hayes, like I said, he's, he hasn't shot the belt ball well either from three, just like Denny. Um, and Killian has been solid defensively, but um, that would be a lateral move. There's no point in doing that. You might as well keep Denny, which you have. He's a better playmaker than Killian. Killian has um, some good ball handling skills, but he struggled to shoot from three. And he struggled offensively so far. He has not lived up to being a top six pick or seventh pick of the draft at all. Denny obviously, has, I think, so far has been more impactful 
for his team, for the Wizards defensively, he's been more impactful. That brings me into some numbers that I did find that I did find over the weekend. These are some older stats, but this was in the middle of the season. This shows how impactful Danny Avdia was defensively for the Washington Wizards. You know, when he was guarding Giannis, when he was guarding Brandon Ingram and guarding Jimmy Butler, all those elite offensively skilled players. Um, this is from Basketball Index. It says this season, this was from December 30th, 2021. So this was when the Wizards were doing fairly well in the NBA um, before everything went to um, crumbles, you know, locker room issues and whatnot. Um, this is defensive positional versatility, defensive impact via defensive LeBron. Denny Avdia was number one. Denny Avdia, Denny, Danny Green from the Sixers, um, Nicholas Batum from the Blazers or Portland, I'm sorry, the Clippers. Herbert Jones from the Pelicans and Andre Iguodala from the Warriors. To be mentioned in that same threshold or in that same group with those guys shows you how good defensively Denny Avdia was. Denny Avdia was on the top of that leaderboard. So it shows your versatility. Denny guarding one through five, guarding point guards, shooting guards, threes, fours, centers. Denny does it all, versatility. He gets down in the stance. He does have to stop using his body, fouling guys, but he's willing to guard and move his feet, uh, positions one through five. Um, and like I said, Andre Iguodala is known as an elite defender throughout his career. Herbert Jones was a really good defender for a rookie. Uh, Nicholas Batum has been known as a good defender. And Danny Green has been known as a as an elite 3 and D player. Um, also, only one player in our chaser. This is from B-Ball Index as well. This was stat came up on January 23rd, 2022. Only one player in our chaser defensive role has an A-grade on-ball defense rating this season. Danny Avdia has the best on-ball defense defense rating among players this year, not in point of attack or wing stop defensive roles. So what that means is, you know, he's not the point guard. He's not a point guard. Point guards are at the point of attack. You know, um, our point guards this year at the point of attack were not good. They were more turnstiles, turntables until the second half of the year when Saddle came in. So Denny's more of a wing guy. He's not a he's not a point of attack guy, or he was more of a help defender. You know, coming off screens and helping guys out. Um, on the perimeter. So for him to be number one, he was the best on, he was, had the best on ball defense rating among players this year, not in point of attack or wing stop defense rules. So that's high praise for Denny right there. Some numbers and metrics that show how good defensively he was. It just shows how good defensively he was. Um, let's see here. So there's another question about Denny that I wanted to get to as well here about his development. I thought this was a good question uh, as well. So, this is from Aaron, the man on YouTube. He said, could a scenario like this occur? Ted and Tommy understand that for Danny Avia to make that leap, he needs to be traded to a developing team, a team that is known for doing this well and actually put some effort into helping Danny get to that kind of team. Or will they keep him for just in case against Danny's personal development interests and requirements? So this is where I have a little pushback to some of what Aaron, the man said. I think the Wizards, they gave effort, of course, in developing Denny. The, the rookie year was, I think, is about fit. And I talk about this all the time. Tommy Shepard being the GM, the evaluation of Denny. If you're going to build around Russell Westbrook and Bradley Bill at that time, I don't think you draft a secondary playmaker, a guy that needs the ball in his hands to be effective. When you know Russell Westbrook comes to the team, he's going to have a high usage rate. Bradley Bill's going to have a high usage rate. And you need three and D shooters to surround Russell Westbrook because he's not much of a threat from the three point line, but he's awesome at getting to the basket and finding, you know, guys like Gafford for lobs and finding shooters for open threes. 
you know, or getting guys open for open jumpers. That's what Russell Westbrook is going to do. And he, when he gets the ball, some guys are going to be stagnated or stagnant or parked in the corner. And that's what happened to Denny Obvious. So my question mark was the draft pick. Could they have gone elsewhere to a guy that's more of a three and D guy that would have fit next to Bradley Bill and in, 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 um, in Russell Westbrook that rookie year? So that's my question mark on them. That is um, somewhat of a, a red flag or a, somewhat of a mistake that I think they made. Obviously, they made their rookie year where it did stunt some of Denny's growth developmentally. That's that rookie year. And then sophomore, his sophomore year, they made it a point for him to have the ball in his hands more than what he did last year. Now, the pushback I have is that Denny has to make layups. He has to finish around the rim. He has to get a left hand. And that is on him. That is on the coaching staff, too, developing him as well. But at the same time, they can't go out there and make layups for him. They can't go out there and, and make him have a left hand. You know, that's something that he's going to have to develop with Drew Hanlon. This is where people are getting excited. And like I said, contractually, he's going into this third year. And then after this third year, he's he's extension eligible. Right now, Rui Hachimura is extension eligible. Is he going to going to get an extension before this up before this upcoming season? I don't see that happening. Um Denny, if he has a great year after this third year, then the money, the price tag for an extension or when he becomes a restricted free agent is going to go up. So this is why this third year is a huge year for Denny. It's a huge year because if he has a big third year, let's say if he jumps from eight, I think he, I think he can be a most improved candidate. I think he can be. I really can see that happening. Depending on how that roster shakes up, now can he getting started get a starting role? If they keep Kuz, I don't see Denny starting. Uh, if they keep KCP, I don't see Denny starting. He would come off the bench. He would come off the, the starting five. Would be Brad point guard X, KCP at the three, um, Kuzma at the four, and then Porzingis at the five. So Denny would come off the bench. So he has to get more playing time too. It's just, we have a log jam at the forward spot. I think the Wizards do need to consolidate a little bit this all season and see who they really want to extend and who they really want to keep next year. Or they could keep depth and guys like Denny would get 20, 25 minutes a game instead of getting 30, 35 minutes a game. So, but this is a good question. He says to get that, or would they keep him for just in case against Denny's personal development interest? I think, they, I think he can develop, but like I said, it's, just, it's going to be tough with this roster. We'll see if they keep, you know, Rui, Denny, Kuz, um, Kispert, we'll see who they keep this offseason. It's, it's, it's about playing time as well. But then he's got to earn it too. He's got to he's got to finish around the rim. And I think it was encouraging towards the latter part of the year where he was doing the 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 uh, you're too small type thing. You know, he showed some 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 dog in him towards the end of the year. So I was encouraged by that. But let's transition here. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Into the NBA Finals, let me pull up the numbers here. Um, Jason Tatum, I mean, that last two minutes of the game where he hit that buzzer beater and the shot clock, he was super clutch. Then he hit another huge three. The Heat, they did rally back there and made it interesting. I know the beginning of the game was rough. Uh, the Celtics just started out hot and defensively. They had a lot of baskets in transition. Um, I know Udonis Haslam was upset with Draymond Green for saying that the Celtics were going to win. Said that Draymond broke the code and the Celtics ended up winning. And I just I felt like the Celtics were going to win too. Um, actually, you know what? Game seven, I had I was like I didn't know I didn't know who to pick because. The heat, the heat um, laid that egg, and then the Celtics had they laid that egg in Game Six, 
and the Celtics won, when he could have just closed it out in Boston, and Boston had momentum going into Miami, they just took over. Jason Tatum, 26 points. Um, Jalen Brown, 24 points. Marcus Smart was huge for them in the series with 24 points. Grant Williams, 11 points, played really well as well, 196. Now, Jimmy Butler, <clears throat> that shot, will, the decision to make take that shot, it was like a Dwayne Wade shot where he pulled up from three. It was kind of like, no, 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 don't shoot it. But if he makes it, it's like, wow, you know, he's he's great for knocking that down. Jimmy Butler, I mean, he played his butt off this series, 35 points in game seven. It's just that shot was very questionable. They were only down by two. Do you go for the win or do you just go for two? Do you go to the basket and put pressure on the defense and put pressure on the refs and get to the free throw line? And Jimmy Butler's a really, really good free throw shooter. So I just thought there were better options there to do that, you know, rather than pulling up for three. He was eight for 11. But like I say, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. If he makes the shot, you're just praising him. But if he misses the shot, then you're like, okay, yeah, he shouldn't have took that shot. But in my opinion, down by two, I just feel like you take it to the basket, in my opinion. I, I just feel like you take it to the basket. Um, P.J. Tucker has zero points in 17 minutes. Tyler Hero did not play a lot. That was very um, questionable for me. Um, you know, I know he said he's been inconsistent somewhat in the playoffs, but for him to get seven minutes in that series um, and, and lay a goose egg and not have any points, that was that was definitely alarming to me. Now, Victor Oladipo, who a lot of Wizards fans want the Wizards to have interest in, he had nine points, was a plus 16, a plus minus five rebounds as well. Very good defensively, but he was one for seven from the three-point line. And just could not knock it down. He was very cold. Bam Adebayo had a great game, 25 points, 11 boards. Um, Al Horford, got to give him his credit, man. He's just a great – he's a great veteran and a great role player right now for the Celtics. Five points, 14 rebounds, plus 10 in the plus-minus plus box. He just does the little things. He's just a great veteran and a great role player right now for the Celtics. Um, being a Wizards fan, I don't want to see the Celtics win. So um, if I had a rooting interest interest in the finals, I am rooting for the Warriors to win. I'm happy that the Warriors beat the Mavericks. Um, of course, Spencer Dinwiddie had some parting shots in his pressure once again. Uh, I guess I got to find the quote, but it is what it is on that. Uh, but I do have the Warriors beating the Celtics 4-2. I think it's going to be 4-2. Uh, Warriors win. Steph Curry gets his fourth NBA championship. Klay Thompson as well, Draymond Green. I just think the Warriors are the better team. I think they're deep. they're the deeper team. I think Gary Payton, the second, will be back as well. So they get even more depth and defensive versatility. Klay Thompson, is he has his legs under him, hit eight threes in game five to put away the Dallas Mavericks. So um, Andrew Wiggins is playing his butt off right now in his role. He's playing. He's just super athletic, uber athletic. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, of course, they're going to be the two X factors of this series. Um, if Jason Tatum can stay on fire like he is right now, Jalen Brown, can be clutch. You know, I know he's his ball handling has been rough here and there, dribbling off his feet and losing the basketball. But um, if those two guys play the way that they play up to their potential like they have, then, yes, it will go to seven games. And the Celtics possibly could win. Jason Tatum, Al Horford has to play his role really strongly, and Marcus Smart as well. I like Grant Williams a lot. Derek White is a guy that you can't sleep on either. He's been a good role player coming off the bench for them, too. That trade for the Spurs and Emmy Yadoka, a first-year head coach. They were 20, the Celtics were 23 and 25 at one point. They were in the same boat as us, first-year head coach. They had some guys, you know, with some quotes um, talking about each other and some things that they want to see them do better as a team. Marcus Smart talked about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. The Wizards, of course, we had so many quotes from different players. The Wills were spinning off the rails, but the Celtics, they weathered the storm. They traded away Dennis Schroeder. They made Marcus Smart the point guard, and they made adjustments. They made adjustments, and they were a lot better after the trade deadline. 
you know, to, to be 23 and 25 and be where they are now, making the sell, making the finals, I have to give first year head coach Emi Yadoka some credit there. And I think West Coast Junior can learn from from uh, Emi Yadoka too. But at the same time, they just have a better roster. They just have two guys on their roster that are all stars um, right now. So, and they're just, you know, they're just a they're better they're just a better better team and a better roster than the Washington Wizards right now. But I just want to thank you guys for listening. What do you guys think about Denny Avdia working out with Drew Hanlon? Is this a big deal or not? Um, Kelly Oubre Jr. works out with Drew Hanlon as well. So just because he's working out with Drew Hanlon doesn't automatically mean he's going to have a great year, but it is good signs. Uh, Check Diallo worked out with Drew Hanlon as well. Um, some other guys to name a few. So it doesn't automatically mean that Denny's going to have a great third year, but it is a good sign showing that he's going to get in the gym. We already know he gets in the gym all the time during the season. You know, he worked out at the Golden State Warriors arena after the game at like 10 o'clock or 11 midnight. Uh, when he was having a couple of rough games, he put up three goose eggs in a row and he showed his willingness to keep working out and get his mind right and get his mental state right. But I just want to thank you guys for listening and making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NBA from the first jump ball of the play-in tournament to the last possession of the finals. Locked On experts take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. I want to make sure you guys check out Locked On NBA Big Board with host Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board newsletter. Joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leaf Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA draft, mock draft player rankings, and of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.